My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello, and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today I'm here with Leanne Elliott. She's the host of the podcast and blog, You're Up First, and it focuses on tools to create a better, healthier life. Um, And it's really interesting, her story that she's going to share today, because it's all about um, removing the walls and the, the, even the glass ceilings that keep us kind of stuck, you know, especially for women, especially for intuitive women or women following a calling. Um, So that's the theme of our show today. There is no glass ceiling if we build a new house. Uh, thank you for that, Leanne. Thank so you. um, you're welcome. And thanks for being here today. How are you? I'm great. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Thank you for having me. You're so very welcome. So let's start at the beginning. I did my best to introduce you, but um, go ahead and share a little bit more about what you're up to these days with the podcast and the blog. And um, yeah, just what it is that you hope to do with this mission you're on. Yeah. I, uh, funny enough, have, have led kind of a double life because I have been a wedding planner for decades. I've been in the event business for about 25 years, but I've always been a writer that was always the A plus plus in school without trying very hard. It just came to me naturally. And, uh, before I had kids, I was actually a freelance writer for a stint, but once I had babies and diapers, I had a really hard time keeping up with the deadlines and and, uh, you know, those fast turnarounds that editors want. So at that point I pivoted back to the event industry and I opened my own business. I was a wedding planner and I really loved it. It was creative. It was challenging. I loved making the sale. And then the creative part about actually planning the event, but always at the back of my mind and not always at the back of my mind, I had this feeling that I was really actually a writer. I was really actually a public speaker. I was, events were checking a lot of boxes for our family and a fantastic career to do during nap time, but it wasn't ultimately what I was going to do with my life. And really what it came down to, I, I started my blog Muse on the Mountain four years ago now on Mother's Day. I pushed launch with my three kids. And I've had so much fun on that journey of writing about our everyday lives and just things that really hit me in the heart. And the following grew organically and naturally to the point where it became undeniable that this is what I should actually be doing. And the pandemic was a huge catalyst for that because I finally had a quiet moment to think about what I really wanted out of my life. I was approaching 50 and really evaluating midlife and what the next chapter of my life would look like. And about a year ago, almost to the day, I was like, it's now or never. I just turned 50. 
And I just thought, I don't know what the next thing will be, but I won't know until I jump. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that was my process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't necessarily recommend everybody <laughs> quits their job without a safety net, but that was my process that I needed to do. It was a very slow exit, but what it ended up being was a sabbatical over the summer with my kids and then coming out of the summer with this lightning bolt of an idea to start a podcast and go all in on the blog. And so that's what I've been doing the last three months. And it's been a blast. I'm having the time of my life. Oh, that's great. That's amazing. Being in your calling and being in your joy. That's what it's all about. And so with the podcast, I mean, uh, you piqued my interest with focusing on tools to create a better, healthier life and helping women live in their wisdom. So can you share a little bit more about kind of what that mission is in terms of, you know, sharing stories about yourself and your family? How does that in turn um, kind of help your listeners and your followers to live better lives? Yeah, great question. Um, the The leap did not come out of the blue. The leap was actually a, a lot of hard work, very quiet work, actually. Uh, a lot of it happened in the middle of the night in the wee hours of the morning of that soul searching that we talk about of like, who am I and and what am I here to do? And so I didn't know. So I really started calling in help. Um, yoga, Reiki, meditation, breath work, all of these tools that I needed to get out of my head and into my body and into my spirit to answer the question of what's next. Because mm-hmm. I knew at this point in my life, it wasn't going to be an intellectual answer. I could quit a job and get another job. That was not an issue. I could quit a job and start a new business. That was not an issue. The question was, what is the business or the next job? And I didn't want to, I didn't want to just hustle my way into the next thing without really taking the pause to answer that question. And so the result or the culmination into a podcast and a blog is really about the steps that I took to make the leap. And then how it's a constant recommitment to that soul search, that inner voice, that quiet place of what am what am I supposed to do next, or what what is the thing that's supposed to happen now? And so I thought, what an interesting thing to circle back with all of these women that helped me in this process of taking the leap, and do a deep dive with them about these really beautiful, juicy conversations we've been having now for a couple of years about how do we find our purpose in the world. And when I got to the thousand foot view and was like, well, who are these women that helped me? It turns out they were all women that jumped from traditional jobs into their own calling and in turn helped me. And so I thought, oh my gosh, this is, this is the perfect setup for a podcast. Let's revisit all of these amazing women and talk about how they helped me, what my journey was with them, what their journey has been in their own lives and how they're helping people beyond, way beyond me. And so that's what the podcast is chronicling in this first uh, season, if you will. And um, the blog is beginning to mirror that everything has been really, has really gone into the podcast, but the blog is now about to go under major renovation and mirror that same kind of storytelling around what are these tools? How do we do this? So really, I look at it as a toolkit 
uh, no matter where you are in your journey, no matter what success you've had, if there is something missing, how do we find it and name it and then claim it? Mm, I love that. That's beautiful. And it's so important to be able to, yeah, understand where we are archetypally in that landscape of change, you know, and I, I love that, that term you use taking the leap, you know, take the leap and the net will appear, you know, sometimes that's the guidance. And so it sounds like you were really good at building that courage over time to finally do this. Um, and you explained really well what that's been like for you, but what would you say are your current biggest challenges in terms of whether it's staying on the path, trusting yourself, like how would, how would you describe that? And if you could take us through a day in the life of when, when that, that indecision or that confusion hits. Yeah, it is a daily thing. Um, I just actually recorded a little mini sode, which is basically me just having a conversation with myself about something. And yesterday it was imposter syndrome because the struggle is with myself. Um, I've, I have a wonderful set of friends that I've really fostered beautiful friendships. Uh, I have a support system in these women that have helped me take this leap and resources around that. I have a great husband. I, you know, I have, I have all of this support and everybody going, go girl, but I am my worst enemy. Mm. <laughs> like I am, I am constantly saying you're crazy. Who do you think you are? Uh, and, and it really, it's a conversation of worthiness with myself. What do I think I'm worthy of claiming? And so a lot of these conversations happen at 3 a.m. And I have a toolkit uh, at 3 a.m. when I'm in a panic of, you know, my mind's on overdrive. I'm, I'm, my heart is racing. And I think, what have I done? If I, have I walked us right into, you know, ruining our lives or ruining us financially or taking a bigger risk than I should. And so I have like, I have meditation on, you know, right there. I can push. I do a, there's a 21 day abundance challenge that Deepak Chopra does. And they're the most beautiful, relaxing, grounding meditations. I have my notes app in my phone. I just download all of the stuff that's in my head spinning. I just download it, download it, download it. And then usually from that comes inspiration, a poem or a blog post. And then I find myself, you know, within an hour writing. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in the right place. I know <laughs> the inspiration has struck, but it really comes down to recentering with myself, checking in, getting out of my head and back into my heart. And when I do that, and I really surrender to that heart space, and then I say to my guides or, or my, my higher self, help, I need help. I don't know what to do next. The confusion is too thick and the voices are too loud. And when I go to that place of surrender and help and get quiet, I, I, I think I've yet to not have something come right through the top of my head or the top of my heart and say, this is your next step. And that wasn't the case at the beginning. I, I really had to learn how to listen. I really had to learn how to trust that if I get quiet, the answers will come because they already live there. They already exist there. 
What is so interesting is that my old mode of operation was to hustle and create a lot of dust <laughs> and a lot of, a lot of action, right? The, Ameri was like, the American I, way. That's the way oh, we yeah. do it, right? <laughs> I just, I was like, I was sure if I just pushed harder, booked a, one more client, took another meeting. Um, and then what would happen? I was really effective at that. And suddenly I had more to do than I had hours in the day. Um, so that wasn't, that wasn't how I was supposed to be doing it. I was actually supposed to be doing it the exact opposite way, which never occurred to me before I sought help for this next step. It never occurred to me that quiet was the place to find those things and less was more. Mm -hmm. We hear those things and as doers, as competent driven women, we dismiss that. And I have found that the miracles and the awakening and the aha moments come in the quiet. And yeah. that, that is my daily practice. That is my blessing and also my biggest challenge. That is my life's work is yeah. finding the quiet. I hear you. Yeah. You're not alone in that. That's for sure. Because yeah, when we are able to quiet the intellectual mind and the instinct to stay safe, and we see that as directives that are meant to keep our physical bodies safe. And yes, that is important. And of course, our, our intellect wants to keep us in the know so we don't feel foolish. But when our intuition and the spirit within us is guiding us towards something greater, something more meaningful, it is, it is an interesting journey to quiet down those other voices. But you're absolutely right. That's when the truth rise to, rises to the top, the wisdom rises to the top and, and that guidance of what to do next. You know, uh, sometimes most of the time on this path, actually, you can't follow a one size fits all process. You have to learn things, get grounded with some certain frameworks, but then also do what feels right to you. And it's, it's always going to be creative. And, and, and that's where, that's where we get that inspiration and the, and the direction on how to be creative. So so as I mentioned before we started, I love to draw a few cards for my guests. Would you like to take a look and see what they have to say for you today? Yes, please. Awesome. Well, I definitely see um, that now is a time of getting grounded and grounded not only in your in your wisdom, but also in your plans and your faith. Um, and there is something going on here about not giving too much of yourself away. In other words, kind of also thinking about what you will be receiving back from this journey, because it's, it is a sacred journey. It is a calling. It is, it feels to you, um, very almost saint-like, if that makes sense. It's like, this is my journey to, to not only liberate, but also to help people find peace and connect with their higher power. Like you want to turn the lights on, you know, with people and share that, that candlelight. But with that, be sure to, to continually ask yourself, well, what does this then also give for me? Like, and, and that you can, that you're allowed to, I, I'm, I'm picking up something in, in the, the kind of reading here where you may sometimes struggle with that. So is there any kind of money blocks or like, I love to do this, but how could I get paid for it? And, and that kind of thing is, is some of that going on for you? Yeah, that's really the biggest challenge right now in terms of logistics around what I'm doing. What I'm doing, the podcast is flowing, the writing is flowing, 
the vision for the business or the structure of what I'm supposed to be doing, the three parts of it are all there. And I have to be really careful around the money piece because I, it has to be, that also has to be really intentional. It can't just be a money grab, mm -hmm. which could, could actually be the case. Like right now I can just do that, but it really, it, it isn't how I'm supposed to do it. I really have to have it be from a heart centered offering mm -hmm. that I also charge for. Yes. And the biggest piece for me is, and the biggest aha I've had is that I don't have to hustle. Yeah. So it is really about offering and waiting, yeah. which isn't in my nature at all. I offer and hustle. And so <laughs> offering and waiting is a whole new thing, but what a, it what a crazy thing for me to, to think, oh, I can, I can do the work and then rest. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a whole new thing for me. So that's what I'm trying right now, but it's all around money. It, that's the only thing that feels like a catch right now Yeah, is that yeah, I sense. do have to pay, I do have to contribute, yes. but I know it's through this. So how? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a puzzle I'm, I'm now putting together. Well, it's, it's beautiful that you already have, you know, the ability to hustle because what we're, you know, I made the joke, that's the American way, but it's also the more masculine way, the more like, you know, persistence is key kind of way. So already having that in your wheelhouse, it definitely feels like there's a blending of the opposites, you know, as you get to know your feminine wisdom more and follow that call and, and kind of live that way and do work that way and kind of contribute seemingly for free all the time. But then also, yes, you've got, well, now I've got that offering coming closer and I can serve you at a deeper level. Um, it feels like it's really for you about blending the two and finding balance more than implementing something brand new. <clears throat> and so with all the change that you've been through in the last few years, you actually did a great job of getting in touch with your inner spirit and in your, in your witness, but it was challenging along the way. It was still, you know, kind of holding on to that, even as you're teaching it, it's uh, walking, yeah, walking the walk as you teach it, which is what this work, you know, any kind of intuitive or motivational work, or anytime we are a coach for other people or an encourager for others, we have to, we have to do that work at the same time. But I feel you're moving into a time of, really probably in 2023, because we're, we're at that point, where we're kind of doing new year's readings at this point, like really focusing on what you need to not only get going, but also, you know, the basic needs and structures of what needs to happen in that, that money mindset or that bringing in of the funds. And I feel like there, there is a desire to turn your old attitude on its head, but how, again, how can you use it in tandem with this new, more intuitive way. And if you find a way to marry those two, that's going to be your key to the next step, the next place where you feel empowered, where you're getting that confirmation, that, that physical confirmation that things are going in the direction that you know they were always supposed to go. So do you have any plans coming up to start doing a practice of that or learning more about that? Yeah. The thing that dropped out the other day when I asked for help was to offer a writing workshop on New Year's Day. And it's a community writing session because we crave as the year closes, we're not, we, not all of us want to go drink champagne and stay up till midnight, right? Yeah. We might want to witness or experience or call in that transition more quietly. 
And I know that's what I've been craving so much these last couple of years. So I thought, well, if that's what I'm craving, other people might be craving it too. Mm-hmm. So I had this idea of actually gathering people in person and, and being a real achiever about it, right? Like hosting it like an event. And then I was like, well, hang on. <laughs> Maybe this is a Zoom thing where people can have the privacy of their own home. They can they can black out their screen and just do it in the privacy. Or they can participate. But I would lead a heart-centered reflection of the year and what do we want to leave behind? And then lead a heart-centered calling in and celebration of this transition of a new year where we have this clean slate, which can be really intimidating to some people, can be exciting, can be intimidating, it can be daunting, it can be all these things. But what if we were to claim it and name what we wanted in the new year and then step into it? So this is really in align with how I'm operating. The structure of the workshop will be completely in alignment with the workshops I've attended the workshops that I want to do. And then I'm just simply going to offer it to the community around me and I'll charge a nominal fee. It'll be very, um, very low cost as an offering. And it's a family friendly thing. If you want to bring your teens or your kids and maybe your kids are writing, you know, they're drawing a picture of how they want their year to look, or your teens are actually writing out what they want to leave behind and call in. Or it could just be you quietly in your bedroom or, or in your office participating in this community writing session. And it feels so exciting to me because it's about the community building that I want to do. And it's also putting into practice what feels right for me and then putting that out as an offering if it feels right for you and then also charging for it. Yeah. So it's, it like mixes all of those. And that just dropped out of the sky as a complete whole thing. I did the flyer for it. And now my challenge this week is to try and figure out the back end. Like, uh, how do I take people's money? How do I get registration? Never done that before. Right. So every, everything is really this <laughs> massive learning. Like the actual thing feels very natural. Like I could hop on and do it right now with people. I could lead that writing session right now. But the challenge for me is all of the structure, as you mentioned, like how do I meld the two of like knowing what I know how to do, but actually how to turn it into a business mm-hmm. and have the structure of it in place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That makes yeah. total sense. And, and for you, it's really, it's going to be very important to live by the, the phrase, which I have it. Oh, it's over there. I thought it was back here. I have a picture that says spirit is my boss. <laughs> Love so it. always remembering as you're blending those two opposites and bringing in the structure, you can value that. But if any, at any time you're worried about that taking over, or it starts to confuse the issue, you can say, all right, spirit's my boss. So I got to go back into my intuition, back into my meditations to find what comes to me that when you get a download like that, it's, it's because your guides want to help you through it or your higher power or your higher self. However, you want to look at that, uh, that higher guidance wants to help you create it. So it, you wouldn't be given the idea unless it could be possible. So I think that's, there's a lot of comfort in that and a lot of beauty in that. And for I you love too, that. Yeah, good, good. Yeah. And for you too, it's, it's really about getting when you're in your heart about things and you shine. And when you share that, um, it's wonderful. The only thing I see as a little bit of an obstacle for you is to, to rein it in, in smaller chunks. And I, Mm -hmm. I don't really know anything about your blog other than meeting you today, but whatever that is, it's like, um, you, you may have like a treasure trove of guidance but make sure you, 
you keep it down into kind of digestible boxes, if that makes sense. Taming the wisdom a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so funny because somebody asked me what my launch projections were for all of these, these things. I've, I've got a springboard sessions is another thing I'm launching, but not until January, which is like one-on-one um, curiosity sessions is what I'm calling them. They're not coaching. They're not therapy, but they're curiosity. Let's like name the things that you're interested in. And what I'm seeing now is I really want to just like gut the blog and redo it. Right. That's my nature is to like clean out the closet all the way and then put only back what I want. But that isn't actually how I'm supposed to approach this. I'm supposed to launch these little things first and then let everything else come up under it. And that isn't how I operate, but that is definitely the message I'm getting is to step into these smaller things. Because when I downloaded the launch for all of these things, it was like, oh yeah, right. That's going <laughs> to like, and now I need 25 people to help me get that done. Right. It's just this yeah. massive list of things that I want to do. So yeah. you're so right. Like just what yeah. is the one next step? Yeah. Sometimes that when we get these downloads, and that's something actually I help my clients with a lot that are going through similar transitions is that you know, cause I remember a time when I was getting so many downloads, not just for the spiritual business I was going to have, but also just understanding it all. And, and these visions, you know, this was 20 years ago. Oh, maybe a, you know, a radio show, which is now, you know, now we call them podcasts, um, books, writing books, you know, things like that. And at the time I was like, oh my God, so much, so much. And thinking, who am I to do all of that? And sure enough, we get these visions of the bigger picture and there is a divine timing in, in all the different steps. And I feel we learn more, we get more wise in each and every step. So spirit will give you the opportunity. Something will come from even outside yourself that says, okay, now it's time for this. And so there, there again, is that balance of asking and receiving and, and for yeah. you to be in that bigger picture, it's like, well, what can I, what am I drawn to do most this year? What feels right to do now? And, yeah. and cutting it down into those bite-sized pieces would be much less um, overwhelming for you. Cause I feel when you, when you, when you try to make yourself do it all at once or see, you know, explain it all at once, it's just not gonna, it's not gonna pan out because you're getting a big map that's, that's going to be, that you're going to navigate along the way. I love that. Thank you for confirming that. Cause that is exactly what that download yesterday revealed to me. It was like, yeah, this, this looks like the big picture. Mm -hmm. This is not the to-do list for tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I know our listeners need to hear that too, especially when you're like, okay, I'm listening, but I, I keep getting these impossible dreams. So I'm not going to believe in them. And I think it's maybe why a lot of people don't believe in their dreams because it does mm -hmm. feel big and audacious and scary and, and maybe staying in a nine to five or a job. That's not too crazy. You're not too crazy about, or a relationship that supports you when it's like, all I want to do is this thing I'm called to do. It's so important to see it that if you start to take steps in that direction, whether it's part-time or full-time, it will start revealing itself. And like you said, with your follower growth and all that, you, you get that validation from the world that it's making a difference. And then, you know, the, the business aspect, the money-making aspect will follow. And that's where you're going to use that, that more masculine mindset and that hustle mindset. Maybe I don't know if hustle is the right word, but the more like logical framework of how to make this work for your business, not just for, you know, for people's events. And maybe that was, that was also a business, right? Or did you work for someone else during that time? No, I had my own business. I was a yeah. high-end event planner for 13 years with my own company right. after coming out of 
building another company before that and then going to another company after that. Yeah. Yeah. The masculine side is a very persuasive and, you know, it's how we do business here in, in the States. So it's a hard one to shake. Mm. And so really my challenge and my focus right now is to really sit in the feminine way of doing to let that settle in. I kept telling my husband for the last three months, I cannot actually decide what's next until I learn how I need, I need to operate. I need to rewire how I operate before I dive into the next thing. Otherwise I'm going to be right back where I started. Mm, So if I don't really settle into this new way of operating, which is the quiet, waiting, nurturing, more feminine way of doing business. And then that's where I came up with um, this idea that we don't have competition and we don't have a glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. If we build a house, if we build a better house where there's room for everybody and there's Mm -hmm. no roof at all, like we like let in the stars, welcome in the sun, stick out your tongue when it starts (laughs) to rain. I actually wrote a poem about it. Oh, I love that. That's lovely. Yeah. Because why, why are we trying to shatter a glass ceiling at all? Like we keep looking to our right and left going, who is my competition? And I'm here to say, you don't have any, uh, you are, you have your own calling, you have your own brand. And that's our work is to find what that is and then step into it. Absolutely. Totally agree with you there. Yeah. And as far as the, the journey that, that, you're on, I can definitely see that just shifting the story around some of the challenges is going to be the biggest part for you. When you feel beaten down, when you feel um, doubtful, it's like, okay, well, what did I learn today? And how was I in flow or out of flow? Because I see your emotional state is, is very much how your, you know, your intuition will come to you. So if you're doing something that feels counter to what feels good, you may end up creating some resistance. So really the more you can create boundaries around whether it's listening to what people say you should do or the shiny object syndrome, well, maybe I'll try this, this, and this. (laughs) It's like, okay, I've got a few things that interest me, what feels best. And I'll try that first until it doesn't feel right anymore. And then I'll kind of bring more into that. And it is really kind of creating that beautiful patchwork of, of different methods and different styles and creating it as your own. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to get PayPal linked up last night and it just kept timing out, you know, telling oh, yeah. me I was doing something wrong. So I was like, all right, night night. Yes. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> I'm out. proud of you. Yes. That's what... And we'll try again tomorrow. Don't, and don't if I still it. have the problem, I'll either ask for help physically around me or I will look to the heavens and internally and say, okay, then what? Yes. <laughs> that is a really great point. That's something I don't talk about very much, but you really brought up a good point there that on the intuitive path, that is the, one of the biggest ways we can reduce stress for ourselves and stay out of the bad place. <laughs> if life is not working with you and you're trying to do something, when you do something like that, like, well, it's not in flow right now. I don't know why, but it's not the right time. And then you just let it go. Oh my gosh. When I really started trusting that, I don't know about you, like things just started to work out. And, and if I, it's, it's really the most challenging part is letting go of your attachment to making it happen. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> yes. Cause don't you just want to cross that thing off the list and say, yeah. I did these three things today or with the 10 that is usually <laughs> on my list yeah. and, uh, to, to walk away from that, knowing that tomorrow will also work. It's not my timing. 
Um, it is my task, but it isn't my timing. Um, so if this, if I know divinely that this task will get completed in some form, then it really isn't my job to decide how yeah. or even when. Yeah. Um, it's just for me to show up. So that is my whole job description right now is it. I'm showing up and then other people show up too. It's crazy <laughs> yeah. when I show up and say I'm available. The person that needs to help me with that next step or the thing or the email or the phone call, it's, it's crazy. And when it's not meant to happen, the phone dies, the computer goes dead. <laughs> um, the email didn't go through and it's like, okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> I love it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yes. And that is, that is a great last bit to leave our listeners with, uh, really going with the flow sometimes is about just letting go of what you expect letting go of your expectations, not forcing things, you know, and, you know, sometimes there is that push and that structure, but a lot of times it's very receptive, allowing being a channel for the wisdom that you're sharing. So Thank you so much for being here today, Leanne. And if people would like to learn more about you and listen to your podcast and read your blog, where can they find you? Museonthemountain.com is my website where you can actually find the podcast and subscribe to your streaming service there. And that's where you'll find how to contact me and read my blog posts. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing and for being here today. It's been wonderful to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure. Oh, you're so welcome. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to EmpoweredWisdomShow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.